What is going on, Roto-Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean. Sell me four if you want to get all tactical on me. It is 5 o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time, which, of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. Joining me today, it was so much fun yesterday, Grant. You raised the bar so much, the class of the show so much, uh, especially with your hotel reference. Uh, we had we had to get you back, so uh, we much appreciate it. I like how you still don't believe me about the hotel thing. <laughs> Just there's some things we we went off the rails a little bit. It was a short slate. We might go off the rails once again because, well, it's a six game slate right now. It might be a five game slate soon. Uh, we would like the the, the assistance of one chief meteorologist, Kevin Roth, as far as what's going down in that Yankee game, or they might just cancel the game. Who knows? We shall see. Roth usually updates his article around five fifteen ish, give or take. Uh, Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer, of course, he'll be all over it. He'll let us know. He'll go ahead and drop it in chat. What chat is that, Grant? That is the YouTube chat. What's up, YouTube? Like, subscribe. You know the whole deal. You should like and subscribe because we're rolling out a ton of football content. Uh, basically, every single day of the week, there's a football show going on. There's the, uh, the ASA show is going to be on uh, later on this evening or sometime. It's not going to be live, I don't think, but it'll be on sometime later this evening. Uh, that is going to be Brandon Adams, who's a freaking brilliant, if you guys don't, you aren't aware of Brandon Adams. Uh, Stuart, as well, uh, uh, who uh, works with him there at ASA, and I think Blender will be hosting it. Uh, we're also giving away a grant. Are you, do you know football's happening? Football. Are you what? Yeah. This oh, is I've got to go yeah. do some research, guys. Yeah, that's happening. Well, you, you did the podcast yesterday for football for the morning grind, so hopefully you're just joking and you are actually well-researched. What if I just took a forget-me-not? <laughs> yeah, so later on, there's going to be crunch time between us, obviously, but leading up to uh, – I think it's normally premium, but tonight it happens to be free as far as the uh, the showdown slate, the Chiefs. They're going to be taking on the uh, the Texans from Houston, and uh, it's going to be fabulous. I have some tickets there on DK, so I have to play. I can't hoard them any longer. We're going to be playing, uh, I think maybe like 10 or so or something like that. I think it's for a million bucks. Is that correct, Grant? Do you know? You I believe so. I entered it twice. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I mean, your, your lineup's going to be duplicated, though. You're, you're not actually going to win the million dollars. Let's have something super goofy. I mean, I went pretty goofy. Yeah, that sounds about right. But that show's going to be free. Uh, that show's going to be free. It's going to be Tambo and the Luch. Uh, and like Tambo is also going to be a part of our Sunday stuff Sunday from 10 o'clock in the morning, all the way up to kickoff. We are free, including myself and Grant and beer makers fan. It's a whole slew of people. It'll be good times for sure. I think it's 10 a.m. All the way up to 11 a.m. on the East coast, three hours of free content. And again, uh, just hit the subscribe deal because the bell's going to be going off like nuts because there's a whole bunch of shows going out there. Grant, are we, uh, are we excited about the slate, the six gamer, which no. be a five gamer. I'm, yeah. We can't put the fake, like the, what's the lipstick on the fake. We can't do it. Right. It's not great. No, it's, it's, it's really terrible. I hate it. But <laughs> those are generally ones that for some reason I win money. Well, that's the thing is that we're all, we're all playing with the same, the same gross slate. And do, do you want the Cole game, the Yankee game, to get canceled? Do you, what, do you want, what are you hoping for in that as far as you have an angle on that? You're, you're thinking I, about I hope it gets canceled. <sighs> yeah, I, hope, I don't know what I want. I hope it gets canceled really late, like right up to the bell basically. But I, I got a feeling it's just going to get knocked out in the next like 20 minutes or so. We shall see. Stay tuned on that. We also want to mention, uh, Grant, you and I, we have the perks here working at RG. We get this stuff for free, but the Core 4, RG Core 4 Premium, uh, which, by the way, you know what's in Core 4 now? Hockey got the bump. Golf is in there. Football, Ooh. baseball, basketball, and golf. Uh, golf's taking it over. Uh, core 4, you get yourself a discount here. I believe it's $5 off with this code that Devin's going to go ahead and drop in chat for you guys. Uh, I'm not going to read it off for you guys. Just click it. You get, I think it's 5 bucks off, I want to say. As far as uh, the monthly RG44 premium, which gets you all the good stuff, gets you 
the weather edge as well too. Uh, Ross weather edge is also popping as far as uh, the under today with Chicago. We saw it yesterday and Grant, I'm sure you were freaking out and saying, Oh, you Darvish, he's the worst. He gave up three at home in the first inning. And that was a six and a half total. And the, the final score in that game was, was three, nothing. That was it. I'm, I'm fairly certain that I bet the under a large amount of money for that game. As I said on the show, well, look at well. There you go, money bags. Congratulations. Do you, you know what's weird? What I barely lost any money last night with zero Braves. Zero. I I won American dollars last night and I had zero Braves. I didn't play cash though. I only I played, played tournaments. Yeah, that's, that's like I only played big field tournaments and like sixty percent of my lineups ended up cashing. Can I? I'm angry because like last year, I would tell everybody how terrible Jordan Yamamoto is, and I kept stacking against them with the Cardinals like multiple times, and it kept not working out, and he kept getting lucky. And last night, Jordan Yamamoto, you found the regression hit hard. They he just took a bludgeoning. I, I think he pitched like two or three innings, gave like 13 runs, and like you know somebody's got to go out there and pitch. So, uh, you know, he he's the one. He drew the he drew the short straw, and uh, Adam Duvall hit three homers, at least one grand slam, nine RBI. Cunha uh, uh, went nuts. Freeman went nuts. Albies. You could just name the entire lineup outside of one person. Yeah, they're, the chat said Freddie won him so much money. And I don't think we talked about the Braves. Like they were like a fine team, but they were kind of, you know. And we talked about the ballpark. That's the only thing we talked about the Braves. But we're just like, yeah, they're there. Well, the funny thing is, I thought it would be a low-scoring night. Ooh, <laughs> I was not correct. <laughs> and the day slate, I don't. I didn't play a day slate, but I think Milwaukee put up a 19 spot on. Was the trick they played? I don't recall. Um, yeah. But, yeah, imagine it wasn't all one slate, but that would have been fun if those two games were on the same slate for sure. Uh, all right, tonight's slate. Oh, before you do that, let's, uh, g- give me your sharp side winner. You talked about you won a bunch of American dollars last night in the under for Chicago. If we fire up Kevin Ross weather edge, uh, we want to hit the refresh button just to make sure it's still good and clear as far as the wind blowing in and it's going to be chilly. I think, uh, yeah, still 75 games, uh, 39% as far as a de- de- dis- degree oh. – uh, limited, but less, 39% less. I could not think of that word. Why, my adjectives are hard, right? Uh, so you get 39% homers in a 75-game sample when the weather is the way it is. 18% as far as runs take a hit, and a 21% decrease in ERA. And that leads us right into the sharp side winner. Who's your sharp side pick today, Grant? It's the under on that game. It's very, very clearly the under on that game. I think, I don't know, I've, I've got it at minus, I've got it under seven and under seven and a half. Uh, if you guys actually bet on sites, I think this on real gambling sites, uh, FanDuel on the score have them at seven, while DraftKings, Foxbet, and MGM have them at seven and a half. But I, I, I took seven and seven and a half because there's plus 108 on the juice on the under for seven on those sites. So I like both of those bets because of the high juice, but yeah, I've got both of them. Yeah, and you're in a state where you can partake legally. You don't have to know a guy. You don't have to like get your shoes shined and like you know pass the money to somebody like that. So just for the record, you are, um, yeah, you're in Colorado, right? Colorado based. Yep, yep. I'm in Colorado, and yeah. there's now William Hill and the score are both live here. So I've I've got 15 tabs open right now, predominantly gambling and DFS sites. <laughs> I just have and one window that's open with every. Yeah. yeah, one window that's open with every gambling and DFS site, and one that has like twenty fan graphs and RG tabs. That's basically what I have too. Yeah, and I got DK, and I have Fanduel, and that's just, and I have my my uh, my email just for some reason. I should probably close that one because who needs that? Uh, all right, 
hey, uh, if Garrett Cole pitches tonight, I know he's given up a pile of homers, just a ridiculous amount of homers uh, this year. Uh, if you want to get all technical, it's 2.25 per nine, which is a monster number. Of course, he's, when people aren't homering off him, he's giving up uh, – he's striking out, what, 33% of his, of his hitters, which is a decrease from last year, I want to say, but still a big number, obviously. And that should go down in theory. The home run the fly ball rate is 22.4%. He is giving up 46% fly balls, which is a good bit as well, too. I think that is the highest in the slate. Nope. The highest in the slate is Madison Bumgarner because he is the worst. Um, better at rodeo. For real. Uh, all right. Talk to me about Cole. Let's say that game is all of a sudden clear somehow. The, the, the skies are good to go in New York. Cole is pitching. He's throwing baseballs. We have to like him, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. He's probably the top option on the slate. If that ends up happening, the slate – Pitching is just absolute trash on the slate. And so much of the chalk is going to land on certain guys where I don't really want to go. Um, so, yeah, if Cole becomes available and is actually an option, he's the top option on the slate, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it is either. Uh, this is the weather report a couple hours ago, Orange. Uh, let's see, I'm clicking the refresh on it. Did we get an update here, Devin? I don't think so. Uh, Devin will definitely let us know, and he'll put it in the chat for sure. We did get an update. Okay. Uh, okay, so it's still orange currently in New York. Just looks messy upstream. I can go ahead and just drop this link in chat, or Devin can do it. Yeah, so he's all over it. He's, he's got you guys there in chat. Uh, he's saying there's a scenario. Well, whatever. I'm not going to sit here and read it. It's orange, and it's not looking good. And, you know, obviously he's going to be on crunch time after this show. Take you guys all up the lock, and we'll give you a cleaner look. But uh, it's looking dicey at best. Of course, if the game goes, if it's good to go, Cole is a really, really strong play. Grant, let's say Cole's not an option. Then what are we doing? I mean, most people are going to be playing Paddock. So I'm, I'm going to give you the two two different ways to approach this. Mm-hmm. Go by the actual numbers, and you play Paddock, you play Gray, you play Arietta. It's what everyone's going to do. Gray is currently pegged at 37% ownership. Arietta is pegged at 28% ownership, Pack's at 45 And it makes entire sense. Some people go down to Fleming's. That's also fine. Like That's also a good way to go. Ownership's going to be so high on all those guys. I don't think it's the right move. None of them really stand out as great plays outside of Paddock, which Paddock really doesn't stand out as of great of a play as he actually is. Like he's got a 24% K rate on the season, 3.71 XFIP. He's been very good versus righties and not so good versus lefties. We look, yeah, we look at the uh, San Francisco lineup. They're a lineup that strikes out at just a mediocre amount. Like, Nothing great, nothing terrible, but three of their best bats are all lefties. I think that you're probably better off fading Paddock in tournaments, and I'm probably going to stack the Giants a decent amount. Okay, well, we'll talk about the sticks in a second as far as the Giants, and I hear you as far as Yaz and Belt, and you're right. The splits are pretty dramatic. You can see that on uh, – well, let's fire up the flat IQ. Let's take a look at it. We have time. It's only a six-game six game, six game slate. Uh you know, the last two seasons, you want last two seasons or just this year? What do you want, Grant? Uh, I, that, let's just go this year. All right. I prefer a bigger sample. Fair enough. I will yield. Uh, the Ks are pretty good. They're not elite. They're pretty good. 24.2%, which is, you know, fine. The walks are great. 4.5% as far as the walks. But just to speak to the, the splits as far as lefty and righties, righties, he, he's dominating them. Uh, 30.2% uh, strikeout rate, 1.2% walk rate. That's, like a, that's one walk. We're talking about 86 point appearances. That's one walk. One guy says that. Uh, I'm not going to swing. The uh, web was pretty good there, 315 as well. He has given some power, you know, 229 as far as the ISO, for what it's worth. But, you know, the righties is, is what you're talking about. I'm sorry, the lefties. I'm, I'm flipping it in my head. 
but the Ks are only 19.6% versus lefties. The walks are still pretty good, 7.1%. Uh, you know, give them some power, giving up some hits as well, too, with the Woba. Um, yeah, but the question that I have for you, Grant, and whenever you decide you're going to fade somebody, and I hear, what you're, I hear what you're saying, he's got a pretty big name now, and he's a guy that hasn't exactly taken a big leap from last year. He's just still pretty good, better than average, but not, you know, exceptional. Still young, you know, still kind of figuring things out. Uh, you got to roster somebody. And if you're not going to roster Paddock and, you know, Gray is, of course, lurking as well, too, at Contra. And you talk about Arietta, who's just a disaster. I mean, he's like, he's a professional innings eater now, essentially. You know, he's not going to strike out a bunch of dudes. He's got the Marlins in a nice ballpark. And, yeah, I guess he can eat his way to 12 points. And that could be fine. That could be enough in the slate, especially if you have the Giants and the Giants smash and Paddock gets, you know, chased pretty quickly, you're good to go. But, yeah, my question is, if you're not playing Paddock, who is your pivot? Uh, so if I'm not playing Paddock, like maybe Gray, but realistically with what are the odds that Gray ends up putting up a terrible score? Yeah, I don't know. 20%, 15%. He, he, was, he was a disaster last time. We talked about this pre-show really briefly. Uh, and there are a few, I don't know if red flags are the right. There's some warning labels, I suppose. The velocity was down. Uh, they, they gave him an extra day or two. So he got chased, I think, after one inning or maybe not even a full inning. And they still gave him some extra time to kind of sort of figure some things out. And maybe that's a, like they know something's wrong with him. I don't know. But, of course, he's pitching in that ballpark today uh, in Chicago, which is going to subdue power tremendously. So in that lineup for Chicago is, you know, not particularly imposing either. You talk about that total, you like the under. And I guess we can talk about his opponent in a second, too, um, who he's really interesting because he's got a lot of Ks and a lot of walks. I'm not sure if you've seen uh, Advert Alizule. Uh, his pitch count, he went 78 pitches last time, didn't go through three just because he walked five people, but he also struck out four dudes. But I think it's a little more interesting on Fandle probably and more for tournaments only just because of the extremes of what we've seen so far out of him. Uh, good case, which is interesting, but just walking the world. And doesn't matter what the weather is, Grant, if you can't throw strikes, you know, what's who cares? What's the point? And he'll get chased pretty quickly. Uh, so talk to me about Gray, because, again, you said you liked the under that game as a general thought. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. Like I I I, uh, I don't feel great. I'm not playing a lot of cash today. Very little cash actually. It's mostly tournaments for all the reasons we're talking about. A lot of questionables. So talk me about Sunny Gray first. So Sunny Gray, boomer bust. I prefer him to Paddock, um, just because the weather is. It's real simple. Like Gray's going to put up a get outing if he can find the strike zone. Like last outing, three walks. Outing before that, two walks. Outing before that, four walks. Like. He's been walking a lot of guys, which is pretty much every single outing where he's walked more than one guy, he hasn't performed that great. So it's all dependent on his location. It's all dependent on that. So I like him. I like him a lot. He's going to be less owned. So Gray's a guy that I'm probably going to end up using. My plan is to full-on fade Paddock. Like, outside of cash, I'm going to full-on fade Paddock because he's – Nike, the matchup isn't as great as everyone thinks it is. Like, lots of chances he can get blown up. So, going into game theory and stuff like that a little bit, like, you look at not that I want to give any credit to Cardi at all. Oh, um, God forbid. But, like, you look at the bat and you look at floor ceiling, I think that's 20th percentile outcomes. You look at Paddock's 20th percentile outcome for ceiling, it's 28. For floor, it's six. So there's a 20% chance that he ends up with less than six. The mean outcome for him is not that much higher than Sandy. 
not that much higher than Fleming, who I actually don't know if I want to use. And you look at the rest of the guys on the slate, any number of things can happen. I'm using Azalei, just real simple. He's cheaper than Paddock. He's going to come in at one-fourth the ownership. Based on numbers, his ceiling is close to the same. I get that he walked five guys in the last outing, but that really doesn't matter to me. That's You're you're using way too much recent bias, which is more likely going to drop his price down. But you look at the weather out there. It's very good weather. It's very good for pitching. He can absolutely put up a monster outing if he can get up to 85 pitches and he can just can have a little bit of control. Like he's always been a guy that struggled a little bit with walks, but nothing dr- this drastic or as drastic as he did in his last outing. The K's are there because he's a little bit wild. Wind blowing in from the outfield will add a few miles per an hour to his fastball in all likelihood, which should help things. Like I really like him today. The more and more I've looked at this slate, the more and more the ownership's playing out. So I'm probably going to be using him a lot. And then Sandy is going to come in at way less ownership than um, Arietta in terms of actually giving you a ceiling. He's got a higher ceiling than Arietta. Like it's that simple. He's striking out lefties at a huge rate, mostly because he's a little bit wild with him. But he's not giving up as much runs as his XFIP should says it should, and sometimes that's just the case with guys. Sometimes that's just how it goes. It's being played in Miami, so you look at the hard contact numbers for lefties, which is what you worry about, and I'm not as worried about that because it's over in Miami, the fly ball numbers, and against righties, he's obviously a big ground ball pitcher. So Sandy is a much better play than Arietta, and I can't even remember how I agree pronounced. with you. I, I agree with you on Sandy Alcantara. Uh, you know, first start back from uh, from from COVID, uh, he wasn't very good. Uh, he got beat up by I think Tam- uh, Tampa got him pretty good. Um, but his first start of the year was against Philadelphia, and he was solid there. If you care about those kind of things, and uh, well, in his it, last start against Tampa, he put up twenty eight, and he also threw one hundred one pitches. So like, yeah. I, I feel good about that as well. And Arietta again, professional innings eater, he should be okay. Like you said, if you're talking ceilings. I do agree, and I'm I'm sure the bat speaks to this as well. Like. The ceiling of Arietta, if everything goes perfect, is like 20, I guess. I don't know, 22? What's the most Arietta can have? Realistically, I mean, complete game shutout. So Yeah, yeah, we're, we're rounding up here. A uh, couple notes here. If you fire up the old lineup HQ, we have some umpire data. Uh, you ready for this one? Buckle up. Extreme pitchers umpire for Sonny Gray and Alzale. So that's good for your under. And maybe Alzale won't walk 17 dudes. Maybe he'll just walk 12. I mean, that's a, so a guy that's wild, extreme pitchers umpire is huge. A guy it's that a just throws strike, it's not really that relevant. So this is a perfect spot. I am, I'm probably, oh, I don't like this, but I'm probably going 100% Sandy, Gray, and Azalea. Like, that's the only three pitchers you should probably be using right now in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to sprinkle on some paddock, but I get what you're saying. Um, nope, ball's out. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. This is not. Is, is this a Manscaped promo all of a sudden? What just happened? I mean, I, I, I think they are a sponsor of many of our pods. <laughs> I heard and they do make my balls smooth as eggs. <laughs> I heard a uh, uh, beer. Uh, beer does a six pack. You know, he's going to be joining us on Sundays for the NFL show, ten o'clock. Check it out. It's been good times for sure. Uh, but he does when he's a six pack. He does his uh, Manscaped promo in the middle of it, and just you know. <laughs> just amazing i really need to upgrade to the 3.0 i've only got the 2.0 oh they spent uh if i remember the commercial correctly the read 
uh, 18 months of refining it and getting it perfected. So I mean, there's yeah. a light, so I can I can shave in the dark. Yeah, well, I didn't get that. It's, he's like, yeah, they have a light. Like, you, is that a problem for people? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the lighting's like in your bathroom. <laughs> like, and a lot of people do in their showers. Showers can be a little bit darker because who wants to see themselves naked? Gross. <laughs> Back to the slate. Um, oh, we have two uh, umpire datas, and uh, the two guys we have are both uh, extreme pitchers umpire. We do have Dustin May and Mad Bum with extreme pitchers umpire as well. Uh, I'm not rest. I, I don't care who's calling balls and strike. The Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun would be back there, and I'm not going to roster Mad Bum uh, versus these Dodgers. It's an old reference for the kids, but you guys know that you probably know the gift. Uh, he calls the strike for the ball. He's even pitch basically. How about Dustin May? Can he throw? Can he strike some people out? Possibly. Maybe. Uh, I think that he can. Um... He's got decent stuff. He's obviously not been that – well, he hasn't been bad this season, but he hasn't been striking up out guys a large clip. But you look at this Arizona team, and they definitely are not very good. Um, like, you look at the lineup, there's Calhoun, there's Walker, there's Peralta, and there's Escobar. Everything else is trash. Like, Marte's not in that lineup, which is a big upgrade. He obviously just got put on the IL yesterday. Like, Rojas – decent prospect but just hasn't really done too much you got john jay who's just horrible and i hate him um but like looking at this lineup there's not a ton of guys that you're really worried about uh, may uh, correct the lineup for the record uh, van meters in there Better Van Meter. yeah i mean that adds a little bit more k's but a little bit more uh a little bit more, more volatility power. Yeah, more power, but like anybody has more power than john jay in 2020 but yeah yeah i think i have more power and that's not saying much um but yeah like that lineup is not great and yes it has a bunch of lefties but he strikes out lefties at a higher clip like he's got 22 percent k rate versus lefties compared to an 18 percent k rate since the beginning of last year and even this year it's kind of hold the same like with the umpire data that we now have he's going to come in at what 10 percent ownership i might mix him in the in it just because like Using three, well, it's, it all, it's all predicated based upon what's happens with Cole, right? If Cole doesn't pitch, that's gonna that's a lot of ownership to go around, so that'll shake the whole slate up. Yeah, but I think most people are just gonna go from Cole down to Sunny or down to Paddock. Like, I think and most people already have one of those with Cole. I mean, it's possible, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but I mean, pitcher pitching on this slate. If you want to try and win a tournament, best thing you could possibly do is fade Paddock, fade Arietta. I don't know if you want to fade Gray, but fade him and just yeah. go with the rest. Like any number, this is baseball. Any number of things can happen. I mean, it's it's, it's a spot where ownership does not reflect reality. I mean, you can even go Cahill. Like, honestly, I know San Diego is very good, but it's being played in San Diego, which is pretty much a neutral ballpark in terms of power. There are some strikeouts in that lineup. I know they've been hot. I know they've been good, but Cahill has a decent K rate on this season pivoting from him or pivoting over to him from Arietta is I think a positive EV move because he's going to come in at no ownership. Like I'm just playing everyone he's that's not true. Out, um, and it, it, there's also a thought of like Smiley coming in to relieve him at some point. I know Cheese was talking about I know he's not goal. stretched out. He only did 42 pitches in his last outing, 67 the one before that. Like he might be all right. He might go 65 pitches, but you're, you're not really banking on a great outing from him. You're banking on a good enough outing to get it done over Arietta and over Paddock. Well, yeah, if, if you can tell me he's going to give me, like, 12 points, I'm in. You can't tell me that, but you don't need a lot. 
Uh, and a lot of it is based upon what everybody else does too, like you said. And they, just survival is kind of important as well. And of course, he opens up some the, the really really big bats. If you want to like just load up the Dodgers or something like that. I don't think we have a Dodger lineup just yet, do we? I was just refreshing and I'm really curious to see what they're going to roll out there today. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm assuming you're not on Team BBP, and I'm not really. Like, I just I just kind of peek at it sometimes, but. Every once in a while, something kind of jumps off the page. And, you know, Kike Enrique Hernandez is known as a lefty masher. I think it's all predicated based upon uh, his record versus Bad Bum because he's uh, 25 for 50 against Bumgarner's life. How about that? Even gets good Bumgarner, too, not what we're seeing today. Yeah, yeah, Bumgarner today is trash. I love the Dodgers today. Yeah, but everybody loves the Dodgers. That, I guess that's the whole point. You want to be different as far as pitchers because you can't just say, here's the best pitchers, here's the best hitters, and, like, you know, I'm going to win. Like that doesn't work that way in baseball. And if, even if those are the ones that go nuts, you're probably battling and jockeying for position based upon like your one V ones and two V twos, because everybody else is thinking the same thing. Sound about right. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we, we kind of glossed over, we sort of mentioned the dude's name, but uh, you know, Josh Fleming, another guy, if you can just get like 12 points out of Josh Fleming, he's a uh, not going deep. Uh, you know, Tampa has a, a solid bullpen. He's going to throw maybe 75 or 80 pitches or something like that, but he is cheap. And, you know, if he's just fine, if he's just okay, we, he's perfect. You know, that's fine. That's good enough. Uh, is Fleming somewhere in your plans or not so much? I mean, he's in the mix. I don't really want to use him. Like looking at line of HQ, I think he's pegged at like 30% ownership. That's a big number. Yeah. I'm, I'm double checking right here. 34%. Whoa. I, I mean, what are the odds that Fleming outscores? Anyone else in that price range? Well, you're talking you know, his price range specifically. I mean, within he's th- going to outscore Cahill, I think he's going to outscore Kickham. I think I think you might outscore Kickham to be honest. Kickham, yeah. is going to be the negatives. Uh, 31, 32 year old rookie. Is he? What, what are the odds that he outscores Alcantara at half the ownership at only seven hundred more? Alcantara, uh, the odds of him outscoring Alcantara, twenty percent, twenty five percent. Yeah, sounds about right. I don't know. I mean, I mean that, that's just me pulling a number out of nowhere. But I think Alcantara is the better play. He's got a higher ceiling. Obviously, he can go deeper in the game. Uh, you can argue he's in. You know, they both are good, good pitcher ballparks. Obviously, uh, the matchup. You know, I think Alcantara's got a trickier matchup there with Boston. You know, there is some relevant players in that Boston lineup still these days. You know, Verdugo's competent and Devers is competent and Bogart's top of the lineup is pretty solid. You know, we, we've seen Dahlbeck hit some homers, and I want to say he's hit, like, homers in consecutive games, but he's also, you know, he's a bit of a prospect for sure. But he's also a guy who's got some holes in his swing. He'll, swing, he'll, he'll strike out a good bit as well, too. Um, Arroyo's not much, obviously, in the bottom of the lineup. But Munoz, same deal. Not a very powerful stick either. Um, summarize the arms for us. Uh, if in cash, play Paddock, play Gray, play Arietta. Those are the three guys you go with. In big field turn, even in smaller field tournaments, I'm fine with paddock and the, those other guys but in tournaments the perfect pivot off of arietta is alcantara i like gray way more than paddock so i'm willing to eat the uh extra price there and just take less usage uh Ozile, he's one of my favorite pitchers on the slate i'm actually bumping up my ownership in him i'm making sure that i do what i said on this show right now in my lineups because i have you don't want to be a hypocrite yeah, I mean, I'm telling you exactly what I'm doing because I'm making my lineups while we're on this show. Thanks to beautiful lineup HQ and Cardi's The Bad X. Look at the, look at you. You're a company man all of a sudden. Apparently. I uh, I just pulled up the, the plate IQ, and I was curious to see how patient the Cincinnati lineup is. 
And that's that's bad news for Alzale because there's a lot of green popping when it comes to their their walk percentage. You know, Votto is happy to take a walk, 12.9%. Mr. Yeah. Steal Your Girl, Jesse Winker, 10.8%. Uh, you know, we, we got Stevenson. It's a small sample. Well, yeah, it's a sample of three. <laughs> 33%. He walked once. Uh, you know, collectively, they're walking at 10.3%, which is a pretty big number for a team as a collective number, especially we're talking about Alzale, who this is the last two years has a uh, 16.3% walk percent. But again, there are some Ks there at 25.5%, but also – the Cincinnati lineup does not strike out a ton either. 21.7%. There are some Ks there, but collectively pretty contact heavy, pretty patient, but also the extreme pitchers umpire. And also there's only so many options in the slate as far as pitchers. So I totally get it for tournaments. Uh, catchers. You want to talk about catchers? That's exciting. Yeah, we can we can talk about catchers. Let me just pull up handy dandy lineup HQ as I'm trying to multitask. <laughs> Smash the over, by the way, on lineup HQ. I don't know what the, the line was set at. But the, it was two and a half, three and a half. The overs already hit. Pay paper. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like Sanchez Woods is going to be a guy that was going to go with a decent amount over on Yahoo at least. Um, but that game's probably not. Gonna, I'm going to pretend if as you're if you're playing the, on Yahoo, you better. It's the, the game's going off like now or like six forty, isn't it? Uh, I think it's going off at six oh five. So literally okay. right after the show. Um, yeah. But Real Muto is probably the best option. I know Contreras has been decent so far this season, but we'll, he's good. Him and Will Smith just above everyone else like Bumgarner is absolute trash he's not good at all he's way past his prime his prime wasn't even that great but he's getting crushed right now by Red he's given up a, over a 400 Woba and ISO so Will Smith Real Moto are probably the main two guys they end up going with outside of that there's really not a ton to go with like I like the San Francisco Giants set, uh, stack as a leverage play but Paddock is good versus righties Bart is just an all right catcher so like I'm just rounding out my stack. Like, if you want to, Vasquez is another good option. Noel is a fine option, but he's expensive. There's just really not a whole lot to go off of here for catchers, so I'm just throwing whoever's in my stack there. Some of these guys never had a prime. Uh, Barso is just super cheap, so I'm willing to play him a catcher. You got that double revenge game there in Miami. Uh, Mike Trout has 16 home runs this season. Yeah, he's the best player of all time. It's not even a conversation. No, it is a conversation. It's Barry Bonds. Uh, I mean, he's good, too. But, like, Trout's, Trout's better. I, I, I don't think so. If Trout were on steroids <laughs> as much as Bonds were, then that'd be a different story. Well, actually, he is. Wasn't he, like, did he, is he, like, allowed to have a certain steroid if you want to get all technical? I mean, there's a different, steroid, like, you know? I don't. I, I, I mean, it's steroids, like, they have a compounding thing. So the more steroids you take, the bigger you get. So I think, what was it, Conseco was putting in a massive amount of Dianabol into him when he was in the league. Wait, Jose Canseco was on steroids? Um, according to allegedly? him. According to him. I guess you don't yes. say allegedly when he admits it, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, the double revenge game there, JT Romuto and Jorge Alfaro, which I believe they were – yeah, they were traded for each other. You know what the key piece in that trade was, though? It was not Jorge Alfaro. It was Sixto Sanchez. It was awesome. Sixto Sanchez. Get him in your dynasty league, kids. I know it's not a DFS speak thing, but, yeah, get yourself some Sixto. He is awesome. Uh, catchers, moving on. First base, what do you have for me? First base, Belt is by far my favorite play on the entire slate. At first base, he's way too underpriced. He's been so good this season. Paddock has decent splits. Like, you have leverage play. He's not going to be as highly owned as he should be. Absolutely love Belt. If you only play Belt at your first base position, you're probably not doing a terrible job today. Uh, Hoskins, decent spot. Like, obviously, Alcantara is a big ground ball guy, and Hoskins has been on a tear recently, though. 
but he's a pretty big fly ball guy. It's not a great ballpark, but he's 4.3K, like him. Outside of that, it's the Dodgers, Muncy, Bellinger, both of them, fantastic play. Moreland is a little bit underpriced, has a platoon split going up against Cahill. Uh, he's 3.9K, too cheap there. Outside of that, maybe Aguiar, not a bad decision. Uh, that's really it as far as first base. Yeah, so for a couple things. Talk to me about playing these uh, these lefties. You're not getting a discount versus Mad Bum. Uh, uh, you're getting a big discount with Belt. Okay, no, I'm talking about, yeah, Belt's not playing against Mad Bum, though. I'm oh, talking Mad about Bum. The... Sorry, I forgot. He's yeah, he's, he's not on the, <laughs> he would, he he's not on the Giants him. anymore. Well, then he still wouldn't be. Maybe in a, in a squad game or something like that. But, uh, yeah, but he's facing the, the Big Bats Bellinger, uh, you know, the, depending on who cracks the lineup for L.A., Muncie as well, different positions, different sites, depending on. But let's just have the conversation now. Uh, basically, what I'm asking is, are you willing, especially in the six-game slate, are you willing to spend up? Uh, despite lefty on lefty, people are always afraid of, and obviously it's a nine-inning game, and well, we don't expect it to be around that, you know, for more than five or six at the most. Uh, how do you feel about spending up on these big uh, power bats for the Dodgers that hit from the left-hand side versus Bumgarner? Because I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm not really afraid. So, Bum has just been terrible so far this season. Obviously, lefty-lefty matchup is not a good one. He, interestingly enough, like, not a big sample size, but he's got decent numbers in terms of Woa and ISO going up against lefty so far this season. But he's still giving up a massive hard hit rate, massive fly ball rate. He is striking them out at a huge clip, but we look at the lefties in the lineup here. Muncie only has a 17% K rate versus lefties so far this season. Look to last season, I think it's slightly higher. Bellinger, not a terribly high K guy. Seager, not a terribly high K guy, even going up against lefties. So using these guys in your lineups, you're basically knowing that they're going to strike out less. They have a better eye. Hopefully they can hit in the air because they do at a fairly often clip. And so they're going to be hit it hard. They're going to hit it in the air. And if they cannot strike out, then chances are decent that they can end up leaving the ballpark. So using these lefties, it's more of a situation for the entire slate. There's not, not a ton of great plays. They're just the best hitters on the slate, even in a lefty-lefty matchup. Plus, Bumgarner, guessing he's probably going to get beat up pretty badly. So because of that, he'll end up out of the game at a shorter – or have a little bit of a shorter leash would be my guess. You're kind of betting on the entirety of the lineup to just destroy him, get the bullpen in there, get the bad bullpen arms in there, and just have them go wild later on in the game. So while I do not prefer lefties – First base position, there's not a ton that I really want to end up playing. So it's Hoskins or Belt or Moreland, or you pay up if you have the cash. Because I don't really want to use either of the guys in the Cincinnati game just because that wind is terrible. So you're not really going to get a bomb out of them. You have a much higher chance of getting a home run out of all the other guys. Yeah, I mean, for cash games, you're, if you're playing cash games, you're looking at Betts, you're looking at Pollock, you're looking at Hernandez before you're looking at Muncie, and you're looking at guys like Ballinger, but they're also really, really strong plays in tournaments for the same reasons. Uh, by the way, just in case people weren't aware, just one of the tools you don't really talk about very often, uh, in Plate IQ, we have a bullpen data, and we have like uh, the, the, the guys that are most likely to come in if they're trailing by five or the guys that are most likely to come in if they're leading by five. And, you know, we always talk about that team as a good pulpit, uh, bullpen. That team is a bad bullpen. But the bullpen is, you know, there's good arms and there's bad arms. More for some teams, less for others. Uh, understanding that, um, you know, they're not going to throw up their – Josh Hader is not pitching. He didn't pitch last night, I'm going to guess. <laughs> it was 19 nothing. He probably didn't pitch in the game. Now, they were up 19 nothing, But the point is still, like, uh, you're not going to roll out your best pitchers. Uh, just kind of, like, use this tool here at Plate IQ if you want to see, like, hey, let's see what happens if uh, 
Bumgarner gets his face uh, punched in. What bullpen arms are likely to come in? There you go. Fire that up on the old plate IQ. Uh, Tampa, talk about guys getting pulled in and out of games. This is my concern here. Uh, Kickham is going to be pitching for Boston. He's not going to be pitching long. Uh, what is it, 50 pitches, 60 pitches, something like that. Four or five innings at the most, give or take. Tampa is notorious. They're smarter than everybody else. They get the most out of the little they have. Amazing organization, but they're super, super frustrating for DFS because Brousseau can hit a, like two homers in his first two at-bats, but if a righty comes in, he might get pinched for. They don't care what you did last last at-bat. Oh, you had a homer, you're hot. They don't care. They'll still pinch it for you after the homer. Uh, how do you feel? What's your approach to this Tampa side? They have one of the highest team totals on the board. Not a great ballpark, but good matchup here versus Kickham. I don't know what to do with the Rays, uh, especially the righties that are sort of the fringe guys like Margot. We see pinch it for all the time. We've seen Brousseau get pinch it for. What is your approach for the race tonight? I mean, I like Renfro. He's another guy that might get pitched for, but yeah, he get it on in the first inning. Who cares? Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I'm just going with it. Like, I'm full stacking. Maybe they won't get pinch hit for if they're up by a decent amount. That's basically it. Like, I'm stacking everywhere today. Uh, I don't really have a hot take on many things outside of like I really like Meadows at 4.1k, but a lot of other people do too. Lau is obviously fine because he's lefty-lefty, um, but he's really expensive. Like, it's just uh, the risk you take. You risk you take with the Rays, the risk you took with the Dodgers before. Like, some guys just might get swapped out and you're screwed, but I'm staying away from Margo. Just not worth it to me. And you're just hoping that they don't get pinch hit for. Yeah, uh, and I, I, Meadows is the one that feels the most secure. Not only is he one of their best hitters, but they're starting him lefty versus lefty. And they, and they know, the Rays know that he's only getting two at-bats for his kick him. He's not going to get a third at-bat for him, and it's probably going to be a righty coming in most likely. We shall see. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just concerned. And uh, that I, I, my at-bats are precious. I want four. I want five. I don't want two or three. And we're probably going to see a couple of A's get pinched up for, and depending on the situation, it's hard to predict what's going to happen. A couple of these guys are probably going to get the hook, but who knows who it's going to be. But there are some guys that are more likely to get taken out of the game than others. And I would say uh, Margo, uh, Randy, and uh, Renfro potentially – and uh, Brousseau. But, like, again, it, I, I, when you're playing tournaments, you're thinking ceiling. You're not thinking, oh, my God, what if they, think they pinch it for in the seventh inning, which might happen, but you're going, you're going for the ceiling. All right, uh, Keystone position, second base. What do you have for me, Grant? Uh, Keystone position, second base. Uh, probably my favorite play on the entire slate at second base for the price tag is Jazz. He's cheap. Like, I, 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 I'm not a big fan of of Arietta today, I already said it, you're getting a little leverage off one of the more popular pitchers. He's 2K. So he's that. Then you already mentioned it. Kike, if he cracks the lineup, 3.5K against Bumgarner. Destroyed in the past. Bumgarner gets destroyed by righties. It's just real simple there. Flores, I know it's righty-righty there, but he doesn't strike out a huge clip, which is one of the biggest things with Paddock. He strikes out righties at a massive clip, and Flores is all right at that. I like the Giants. Him and Solano, both guys that I'm fine with using in my lineups and in my San Francisco stacks because they don't have a huge K rate, so they're going to be putting the ball in play. Again, I'm playing on a paddock being destroyed if I'm going to have a decent night here. So those will be the main two guys I end up going with on the Giants there at second base. Segura, not a bad play, a little bit too underpriced. I know Alcantara is a good ground ball pitcher versus righties, and it's not a great ballpark. Like there, there, there's said like, Alcantara like four times. Can you, you, you can't pick up. On I'm, the, I'm intentionally I, I, doing it to me. I don't want to call you out right. and say like, you're clearly saying it wrong, but like you didn't pick up on it once. And like, maybe I'm saying that wrong. It's possible. No, I literally, 
heard you correct me once mid sentence, and I'm like, well, now it's time to just mess with him. <laughs> it's funny you you know how to tilt me, and I know how to tilt you, and I did that earlier today because there's somebody on Twitter you don't follow, but I just like to send you their tweets and just like tilt enrage you. <laughs> Makes me angry every time I won't mention his name, but it's my favorite I, thing to do just to send your tweets about them. Be like, oh, this, and you don't get angry about anything. But this is the one thing I found. Yeah, and I really have no reason to get angry at him or dislike him. I, I've never met the guy, but it just everything that comes out of his mouth, it's like one of those stepbrother scenarios. Like, you just got a face I want to punch. <laughs> now the chat's going to start guessing who it is. It'll be a fun game for sure. And I don't know if they'll be able to guess it. Would but... you confirm or do not? You won't confirm, will you? You wouldn't do that. No, no, because I've never met the guy. Maybe he's a nice guy. Yeah. I have a feeling he's just a douche, but. I don't know him either, but I just think I just I follow him just so I see his tweets and I send them to you. It's a lot of fun. One of the few people I actually muted on Twitter just because it would always make me angry. <laughs> uh, Kiki Hernandez, I'm assuming he's going to crack the lineup, but it's not just because of the BVP, but like you know, it's mad, but mad bomb. Uh, the ballpark, I assume the uh, weather. We're gonna. Ha- I'm assuming we have the roof open. It's not Darren Ravel. It's a, somebody the DFS. Yeah. We'll just say that. There you go. Yeah, and Ravel is too easy to hate. Like there. You can hate him for many reasons. That's the chalk. Yeah. You don't like him for his 40 time? I mean, Ravel or Vegas, Vegas Dave. Oh, yeah, geez. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, yeah, he's the one that sold the Mike Trout rookie card, too. Legitimately, apparently. Although we tried to sell a fake card a couple of years ago. There was an article on Forbes on him. I'm not sure if you saw that. But let's get back to the slate. Uh, I like Lux and Hernandez. Uh, you talk about Jazz Chisholm. By the way, we're speaking of Marlon's trades. You know where he came from? He was the guy that traded for Zach Allen. There you go. Uh, you know, really good power, really good speed in the minors. Uh, still super raw, but at 2K, what do you what do you want? 2K on 2K, yeah, yeah I'm in. Uh, a speed and power combination. He's going to strike out a good bit as well too, but who cares? Uh, he's burying the eight hole. But I probably I'm probably more likely to play him at shortstop. But um, all right, anybody else that's worth mentioning here at second, or shall we jump to third? Third, hot corner, fire away. Uh, Machado, he's good. He's very good. A uh, guy that's underpriced and not a lot of people are probably going to be using is Escobar. He's actually a good pitcher in May. Again, not the greatest pitcher in the world. Not bad, just not great. So that 3.9K price tag is a little bit too low. Longoria, another guy that doesn't strike out a ton, but he's also not that great. Um, Rousseau, if you're not worried about the pinch hit risk, he's a guy that you can definitely play. He has platoon split. He's a little bit cheaper on some sites than others. I know on DraftKings, he's 4.7K. That's a little bit tough to go in there. Pretty steep. Muncy, Ari mentioned him. That's really it. Yeah. Uh, third base is pretty thin for sure. Like Brian Anderson. This slate guys. is pretty thin. <laughs> the, like, it might get thinner, too, because we might lose a game. It's certainly possible. We want to stay tuned and see what the what Roth has to say. Just stay tuned to the RG News feed, uh, the, the Twitter feed, and uh, what do you have the RG app? I assume you do. You're being a company man. I assume you have that one as well. You get the. I do, in fact, have that. I need the worst thing is like uh, a lot of times I don't end up playing on the weekends, and so I'll be out looking at my phone like every 20 minutes while the lineups are coming out, or the few times where I don't turn my phone on on vibrate, and at eight o'clock in the morning on Sunday, 30 notifications, and I just want to <laughs> just want to. I got this. a feeling it's going to be nuts uh, for football. You know, especially this year, we, we shall see. I've already seen some injury stuff sprinkle in, but uh, at least yeah. you have actives and inactives, which certainly helps out a ton, obviously, an hour and a half before the game. Let's jump back to shortstop. I mentioned Jazz Chisholm was a cheapie over there. I saw somebody in chat talking about Xander Bogarts. Certainly he's in play. The ballpark's not great, but, you know, again, beggars can't be choosers in this slate is whatever. We haven't talked about much about the Yankees bats, the Baltimore bats, like Torres, especially in Fandle, is really good. If that game goes, we'll keep saying the same thing. 
uh, buy is like seven or eight bucks on Yahoo. Who I don't want to pick on Gray, especially in that weather, but he's basically the four. Uh, we have. A, is there any bat you want in that game? I don't think I want anybody in that game right now. I mean, with the weather now, like if Roth gives the okay, like play Torres, play Lemayhu, play Frazier, uh, pricing to play it, play Sanchez. I, I Wrigley, I'm sorry, I, I was talking no. about the Chicago game, Cincinnati. Oh, Wrigley? No, I don't want anyone from. I don't want any batters from that game. Like, yeah, there's uh, anything can happen. Gray can get wild, but I, like I already said, I I have large amounts of money on the under. Uh, what is large? Is that is it four? Is that two figures or three figures? Uh, that's four figures. <laughs> oh, look at decimals or no decimals? No decimals. Not before the decimal. Look at you, man, baller. Uh, all right. What do you have for me? Is there anything else here that's worth mentioning at shortstop, or shall we jump to the outfield? We only got a few uh, minutes before we, we didn't really Tatis. We didn't really go throughout shortstop. Tatis best play on the slate at shortstop. Seager, I don't mind, even though it's lefty lefty again. He doesn't track out clip. There's Jazz. Just play Jazz. All right, uh, outfield. I think Betts is probably the best play in the slate. Would you dis- disagree with that? Uh, Betts is the best. Well, are, are you talking about just raw points? He's the one I really want. I mean, if I'm if I have one big spend, I want it to be Betts. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like Betts going up against Bumgarner, who's absolutely horrible. Betts is the top raw points bat on the entire slate. Just play him if you can. Uh, the top point per dollar play is probably Pollock, and oh, yeah. he's like three point nine k crushed lefty so far this season Pollock is an absolutely fantastic play Dickerson is too cheap at 3k really like him McCutcheon's too cheap you look at his numbers and played IQ this year versus righties they're not great but you look compare him like line drive rate foul ball rate strikeout rate all that to last season we had better numbers and it's just really simple they like line up so he's just getting unlucky for the most part JD not a bad play there Meadows 4.1k Yaz already talked about he's expensive but I really like stacking him against Paddock. Rojas is cheap, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, JD like, feels like he's been disappointing, but there's still some power in that bat. I mean, now historically, always smashes up. He's probably only going to get two ABs versus Fleming. I would imagine they wouldn't get the three. They're asking in the chat about uh, that Boston stack in general. I mean, they have a team total less than four. It's not a great ballpark. Uh, Fleming hasn't been horrific, and they have a solid bullpen in Tampa, and it's kind of sort of a bullpen game. We're probably going to get four innings out of that pen, so – I'm not really on it. I'm not here to say you can't do it because it's a six-game slate, maybe a five-game slate, whatever. But uh, it's not at the top of my list. What say you? No, no, I'm not. I have no ownership outside of, like, maybe a few pieces of JD. Like, I'm not stacking Boston. Uh, Matt Joyce is super cheap. He's batting clean up at 2.1K. It's certainly possible he's no one else to pinch it candidates. If a lefty comes in and Philadelphia, I believe, has, like, two or three lefty arms in the pen for what it's worth, uh, Marte difference in price on Fandle and DK is pretty drastic. Starling Marte is four nine on DK. I want to say he's two eight or two nine on Fandle. Uh, Dickerson and Fandle that one two combination is pretty cheap. And the Marlins for like the second or third day in a row, maybe fourth day in a row, uh, they're in play. Uh, certainly, you know it's a small slate and Ariado we don't really respect, and the prices kind of speak to uh, kind of open things up to some degree. Uh, we have a two v two in the chat. Uh, your boy Alzaloy, along with uh, the Philadelphia catcher, not JT Romuto, but Nap. So Alzaloy and Nap versus Alcantara and Smith. Who is Smith? Is that a catcher? Uh, Will Smith? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I'll go with Al Alcantara. I had to make sure I messed it up for you. I almost got confused there. And Smith. Well, it's funny because I actually did have a conversation with somebody today about this because they butchered it, and I of course couldn't help myself. And they're like, "No, I heard somebody else say it," and I'm like. 
because I, I heard the Marlins broadcast, and that's the authority, right? The team that he's on, and they're the only ones that basically say the name right. Apparently, because we went to a couple. I of mean, them. no one knows your real name, Daniel. <laughs> this is true, you know, and that that's fine. I, I've been called worse for sure. Uh, we're going to step aside in just a couple of minutes for crunch time. We do want to remind you guys again, uh, crunch time is, is for, for premium users. But today, what are we giving away today, Grant? I'm scrambling because I have it written down here and I couldn't find it for a second. You know, the football season's going down. It's uh, We have showdown. We're giving away for free. Tambo and the, and the loser are going to be all over that, taking you guys all up the lock. Make sure to check that out here on the feed. Uh, and Tambo crushes golf. And I'm, I'm assuming he's going to do the same thing as far as, if you guys aren't aware of Tambo, I, I recently become aware of him and saw him do some of his golf shows, and he's fabulous. So uh, make sure to check that out. Give me give me some stacks. Who are we stacking up, Grant? Give me a couple guys that are going to homer. Give me somebody like you have a bold fade. Give me everything. Give me all the good stuff. Fade Paddock, stack the Giants, Bell's hitting a bomb. Just one stack? That's all you're going to give me? Just giant, That's all I need. It's just Giants. Stack them up. Okay. Well, let me look at my highest own stack. I mean, Dodgers and – yeah, that's the chart. Dodgers and uh, the Padres, like, are the obvious ones. Uh, but Marlins and Giants are your big field stacks. Uh, last but not least, keep an eye. If you guys are not premium members, well, if you are premium members, of course, watch Crunch Time. Crunch Time's got to – I believe we got – it's only a six-game slate, maybe a five-game slate. We have Cardi. Uh, we have uh, STL Cards. And we have Kevin Roth. He's going to be all with the weather game as far as New York. Keep an eye on what's going on with the Yankees. You know, follow Roth. Follow the RG account. All that good stuff. All right, we got to go. Enjoy your football tonight. Go Heat. I was Grant. This was baseball. I was Dean. Thanks, Devin. We're out of here. Holler. Holler.